Hello all, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, taped on Twitch and brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. I've watched a lot of wrestling. Uh, David is my co-host. He is a noob. He He hasn't watched nearly as much wrestling. And unfortunately, through a technical mishap, the first half of this episode 66 is was lost. We do not have it. So I am here to fill in the gap uh, as best I can. Uh, so the first, this is the front half of another part of our AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament arc. So there's not a lot to cover from last time. But basically last time we watched the front, the American half of the first round of the Umer, of the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament that featured Thunder Rosa defeating Layla Hirsch. Nyla Rose defeating Ty Conti, Dr. Britt Baker defeating Maddie Rinkowski, and Riho defeating Serena Deeb. Um, we had positive thoughts about pretty much every match involved. So if you'd like to hear more about that, you can check out our episode 61, which was our last time that we have we we're in this era. On uh, this episode, we'll be covering the second round or the quarterfinals of the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament which is Thunder Rosa versus Riho, Nyla Rose versus Dr. Britt Baker, Ryu Mizunami versus Aja Kong, and Yuka Sakazaki versus Emi Sakura. Um, those matches are available on three of those four matches, all of them except Thunder Rosa and Riho, are available on YouTube. If you type the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament, you can find... They aired a lot of this tournament on YouTube. You can watch those episodes, those matches there. Uh, the Japanese matches uh, the are available on episode two, I believe, of that YouTube series. And the Nyla Rose-Britt Baker match was on... It was one of those two, actually. I'm trying to... I can't remember off the top of my head which one was on YouTube and which one was on Dynamite. But one of them is on YouTube. You're going to have to be careful a little bit because they also aired the... Japanese half semifinal match in the same YouTube episode. It's episode, it's listed as show three on YouTube. And then to watch the match that aired on Dynamite, well, huh, hate to tell you, is is basically AEW being a smaller, newer company does not have any real streaming partners or certain any real easy way to watch their back their backlog. Uh, the easy, the best possible way is through fight TV. But even then that has become much more difficult since we even recorded this episode, let alone last time we had episode 61 was released in that fight TV now is set to use outside VPN. If you use the app for fight TV, it can detect VPNs and block your use of them. So you can't watch anything through the app, through the VPN. But if you go on browser, you cannot purchase shows on through a VPN. They block VPN for purchases. So I, the workaround, by the way, the workaround is that AEW Plus is a non-American uh, thing on Fight TV. It's $7.99 a month. It lets you watch all of AEW's televised shows on a week live every week without commercials, as well as watching their back catalog on Fight TV. Um, I do not know for sure if the 
I don't know for sure if you can purchase AEW Plus through the browser, through the app, with the VPN on. I know that you can't watch AEW on the app. You can't use AEW Plus on the app with a VPN anymore because they block that. But I don't know if they also block the ability to purchase show a subscription to AEW Plus on uh, through Fight TV on with using a VPN in the app. But if if the, you don't do that, then yeah, that's the workaround. Is you need to download the app on your phone or something, some other external device. You turn on your VPN, purchase AEW Plus on Fight TV, and then you have to go to your computer browser to actually watch the shows. But I do know that you can still watch the shows through the browser with the VPN on. Um, if they have also eliminated it so you can't purchase, make purchases with a VPN on in the browser, then I am sorry to say that there is no real way for you to watch along with us that one match unless you already had AEW Plus and you're and so you still have an active subscription with Fight TV. Uh, with that in mind, then uh, you can join us in just a moment to, as we talk about the second round of the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament. And we are back. We have just finished the second round of the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament, so three different shows all at once. Yes, so much jumping around. But very much worth it. Once again, we got some good fucking shit. Yep. Uh, we watched the four matches, which again are Thunder Rosa versus Riho, Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker, Yuka Sakazaki versus, uh, versus Emi Sakura, and Ryu Mizunami versus Aja Kong. Yes. Uh, so are we, are we do, are we continuing our, uh, are we continuing our MO for this, uh, for, for this specific arc and, and sure. sort of down our rankings? Sure, sure. You you go ahead. All right. So for me, this is um. This, I think this is way harder than the first two. Rounds, I found actually. I actually found this one a little bit easier to rank for me. Mm, uh, I found okay. I found the choice the choice the choice a little more distinctive. Last time I was very insistent that like uh for the for that last round like between the four of them it was all very all close and mm -hmm. i was picking favorites based on small little things here there there were a few more kind of standouts for me so okay. probably my lowest match on the ranking um was thunder rosa versus riho simply because it was weirdly one-sided um mm -hmm. i i do i do love me some thunder do love me some riho thunder <laughs> we can control for a lot of it we'll talk about it as we kind of go as we kind of mm -hmm. go through all these individually but that kind of took away from some of the tension is just Thunder was just kind of in control for most of it. Uh, then I'm probably going to have to put, um, uh, with apologies to Austin, uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus uh, Emi Sakura. Again, I'll get into I'll get into why. Mostly just because, like, I I enjoy both of them. Um, but uh, so again, something I'll talk about a little more is for me, Yuka Sakazaki's pacing in her work is always a little weird to me. It always feels a little like misbalanced, and I think this is more just kind of a personal thing. It's something that I feel like I need to get used to more before I can like really mm -hmm. get into it because it it to me the way she paces her work makes a whole match feel very weirdly paced. I had the same issue the 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 first round of the Japanese mm -hmm. side of this, uh, and then at number three I'm gonna put uh, Nyla. Number two, you mean? Number two, pardon me. Uh, I'm gonna put Nyla versus um, DMD. Um, mm -hmm. I just because I really enjoyed the the uh, again something I'll get into the storytelling of the match 
um there there was something there was kind of this interesting back and forth to it and i mean nyla and dmd are of course two of the best in the company and they had (laughs) chemistry together i really liked it and at number one, Aja Kong versus Ryo Mizunami. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm biased because I just fucking love Ryo Mizunami. But I thought this was an incredible match. A lot of super cool tension to it. And there's really, uh, I, I thought the, 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 the storytelling of the matchup, again, was, was something that was really compelling. Yeah, all right. Uh, so... I have the same ranking, except I have Nyla and Britt below Yuka and Emmy. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I have a lot of the same feelings as you on this, is that uh, for me, uh, Thunder Rosa and Riho felt a little too short, uh, and overall just did not get into a second gear, or not necessarily a second gear, but you know, didn't didn't hit yeah. the peak that it could have. Mm-hmm. It felt weird in that way, yeah. Yeah uh nyla and brit i mean i'm not i don't really have anything negative to say about any of the next three matches yeah so like it's just a matter of like very minor you know biases and favorites mm-hmm. uh, but nyla and brit was awesome and i cannot wait to talk about how the how they did the stories for that for that match in particular yeah uh, but you can i mean you know a big i like the way yuka sakazaki's matches kind of pace i i've heard that criticism before but i don't see it uh i, I don't did. i l- let me clarify i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing it's mm-hmm. it, it kind of bothered me the first time we watched it and now that i've seen it again I'm realizing I think it's just something I personally have to get mm-hmm. used to. Mm-hmm. And Emmy's work in the matches was incredible. And that's, incredible. I think, that's what, I think that's what really put it over for me as the number two. That's fair. Uh, and then Rio and Aja Kong. Mwah, what a beautiful yeah. abs. That was phenomenal. That was better than I remember it being. Uh, it was a real bad That was great. Yep. <clears throat> so let's just right. go into it in order. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, yeah. we got... Yuka Sakazaki versus uh, Emi Sakura. The the announcer guy for Japan still goddamn rules. I love his style. I love the way mm-hmm. he announces all the fighters. I I just I just quite like him. Yeah. And hey, Taz is here. Taz is also on commentary this yeah, time. Ta- yes, Ta- <clears throat> yeah, for the second YouTube episode they of the tournament, they brought in T. They brought in Taz. So Taz they brought is here. In Taz. To bring in, I don't think there, I don't think he said a lot that was like really memorable because it, it's no. a studio environment. So I think he was it wasn't it wasn't quite the same as Taz as I'm used to him hearing. But yeah, we did get him in the in the U in the Aja Kong uh, Riho uh, Mizunami match, suggesting that you know you can't turn your back to anybody. When I'm in the supermarket, I don't I don't I make sure my back I don't have my I back, back to anyone. Yeah, <laughs> I love fucking Taz. I, I have a I have a few quotes from him. Not a whole lot, but I have a few quotes from him from from this half of of today's watching that yeah. I thought were kind of fun. Uh, kicking off with Yuka Sakazaki uh, upon making her Emi Sakura enters first, and then Yuka afterwards. And Taz uh, toward the end of Yuka's entrance says something about Yuka always has energy. Kind of reminds me of me, and I'm just like Taz. What the fuck does that? Does anyone with energy remind you of you, Taz? Because uh, doesn't Yuka seem Saki to be many. Saki, uh, broke Layla Hirsch for Team Taz. Woke Yuka oh. Sakazaki for Team Taz. True, true. I adore. 
<laughs> I, I, I really like, though, the fact that Excalibur just immediately weird champs Taz that. He's like, Taz, what the hell does that even mean? And Taz like, no. Nah. <laughs> <Like>, what? <laughs> Taz, once again, having a normal one. Okay. Supreme yeah. <laughs> motherfucker that he is. The human suplex machine, as yep. you do. I mean, I think he would appreciate uh, Yuka Sakazaki, who continues her her gimmick of like she. You would think she actually isn't very strong, but also she's very strong. Along with being, yeah. A I mean, for as much as yeah, my for as much as I blustered about like I'm still getting used to like her pacing of work, and I feel mm -hmm. smart for not being the only person to to have like noticed that. Good mm -hmm. day, day with learning. Yeah. I I I do have a lot of good things to say about her work. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's going to be one of them. And I can't wait yeah. to, to get into that. We kind of, yeah, but, but we, we, we start off the match and I mean, this was a cool match for me because I, the, it did some things that I hadn't really noticed the last time. First of all, they actually went outside the ring. I don't think I've seen any of the rest of these like Japanese women matches do that. No, I don't think they did either. I don't remember them going outside last time. I have a okay. I have a dumb. Oh no! I know Vaney and uh, Vaney had a had a, a, a moon salt to the outside. Oh and yeah, that's fair. I remember that, but I don't I, think, I, don't I think yeah I do I do did. remember that. But this was more. This was this was more. The, there there was a lot more to this one. It, mm -hmm. uh, this is a, this is a dumb question. The answer is probably no. Is that a rarer thing in Japanese wrestling at all? Going outside the ring, do they tend to stick inside the ring a little more? No, uh, it it depends. Uh, New okay. Japan, uh, New Japan. From what I've seen, New Japan is a lawless promotion where they fucking go outside all the ring. Well, yeah. Time. From what I've seen in New <laughs> Japan, just everything's chaos always over there. Now they, you know, people complain about AEW with the referees like referees discretion. Uh, holy shit, New Japan <laughs> referees discretion. What what discretion? <laughs> they have the discretion is everything's legal. Actually. Yeah, everything, everything is. Although we did get a ref exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point moment in in mm -hmm. this match at one point when at one point Yuka gets taken outside the ring and and Emmy's brought her fucking like students with her. Yeah, okay, so let's bring this beating up. Let's start, is it is it for this round? Um, she uh, Emmy Sakura grabbed May Saruga and Rina Katakura who were in the first round and lost. Yes. Uh, she dressed them up like Freddie Mercury and yes. had them be her minions. It was kind of great. I really liked that Emmy had an entourage. It felt very fitting for yeah. her. And they bring it up that like literally Emmy trained both of these women, and now she is enlisting them to be her stooges. Yeah, and they and Taz talks about like, uh, or no, I can't remember who was Taz. Excalibur, right? bring, Excalibur brings up the fact that Yuka beat Aunt May Saruga, so there's a, a, a this revenge is, element. It's his revenge. Okay, that was Axe. Okay, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I fucking love. I, I just once again need to point out the 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 X and Taz dynamic here. Mm -hmm. I love to like half the time X is kind of prompting Taz to say more shit, and Taz like, oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, he's he's good at doing the technical analysis, but he he clearly feels a little bit lost without like a distinct character to play uh, off of other people. Yeah, like like Taz doesn't real like unlike a lot of the people like. And Taz on commentary in AEW outside of this tournament is either like Dark or Rampage. And either yeah. way, he is more familiar with the characters of these people. 
Yeah. So he can do a lot more than just technical wrestling analysis. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, Orange Cassidy, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, fuck this guy. Or like, or like in the day, even in the days of dark in the pandemic in the shutdown era, like he would like make cracks about the shitty indie gimmicks that came onto dark at the time. Uh, <laughs> but you know, for the for like for these Japanese women, like he doesn't really know their characters very well in comparison. Yeah. So he doesn't really have anything to play off of in that way. It like is, it is cool. He's to hear mostly him stuck out. being like technical analysis. I, it is cool to hear him pull out a lot more technical jargon. I mean, I haven't seen really any of Taz in ring before, though. I'm sure that once we're going to get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. But but I, I I based on what I've heard of him and based on, you know, how the fuck his son wrestles too, I'm sure this will come as absolutely no shock. But it is really cool to hear Taz, usually this kind of goofy character guy, really show off his, his intelligence from a technical standpoint. This is a man who clearly knows what the fuck he's talking about. He's just kind of figuring out he's how the act, hell he just play. he's just a goober who says things yeah. says things like hit him in the yam bags. But 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 when he's going straight serious, he does provide some really interesting insights, and I, I did a, I did kind of appreciate him. So anyway, mm-hmm. banting about about X and Taz together aside, this this match I did I did really like the clash of these two characters. Like I said, Yuka her her pacing again weird for me i'm starting to come to appreciate it more it's so interesting because <laughs> when she does individual moves they're very quick but she spaces them out so much it's such a i mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever seen someone pace their work like that before mm-hmm. it's it's really it, it it takes getting used to but it's interesting to watch and i think emmy does a good job of keeping up with it emmy's great uh, in ring just from what i've seen of her and you're a huge emmy stan so you can kind of you know confirm this i assume yeah is she has she's phenomenal at having a presence she's very she's very imposing and she makes that imposing presence feel effortless it just kind of exudes off of her and i feel like it fills the ring a little bit yeah with with this this extra sense of moment to any match that she's in so whereas last time with yuka versus may saruga i didn't feel that presence as much and so the the space mm-hmm. that was taken up by Yuka not doing moves, taking taking space in between her 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 work moments. This time it was all filled by Emmy really doing something, and I thought I thought that contributed a lot. Yeah, I think that's the difference between uh, wrestling someone who is twenty and someone who has been wrestling for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Is Emmy is a lot more commanding of presence, and yeah, she she kind of knows how to like fill the gaps in time between yuka doing moves yeah and that, made it, and that made it flow a lot nicer yeah while i was taking note of, of emmy's presence there was this one i can't remember what the move was from yuka but yuka tries to land something big on emmy and emmy just very cheekily no sells it it's just just no reaction oh, I, yeah i think she, i think she did i think she did like a i think she did like a like a forearm strike or something like that something like that yeah and emmy just did not look amused she was like, huh, okay. And just I kept see, fucking whatever. going. And I was like, yeah, perfect example right there of that, of that, of that presence. But on the flip side, you know, I, I'm, I'm over here making it sound like I, I hate Yuka Sakazaki, but I got to give her a lot of kudos too. She, I, I really start to notice in this match, I think it took stacking up against a great like Emmy to really appreciate some of this stuff. 
But mm-hmm. man, that woman has a wide skill set, and she's very good at making all of it look exceedingly effortless. She fucking Ray Phoenix the tightrope walk on the on the top rope, made it look like she was just walking <laughs> on any other normal, much wider platform. Yeah. No shaking, no nothing. Okay, she she at one point picks just picks Emmy the the fuck up without any without without seeming like it took any effort and i'm like yeah she's, she's doing she's doing ray phoenix spots while also suplexing women who are like twice her size yeah uh, weirdly get you strong a, get you a girl who can do both <laughs> what we're weirdly strong okay and there was also mm-hmm. this one great spot emmy has yuka in the corner yuka is bent over the top oh god yes I and love emmy this. goes to, like attack her and <laughs> the way i the way i had it the the way i had it written down because what happens is yuka like lifts herself up and like screams in emmy's face she just like lifts the bottom half of her body up and is like ah and i the way i wrote it down was yuka said this is a horror movie now bitch and emmy said it got your nose because emmy then just kind of like a little pop on on yuka's nose i'm glad i'm not the only person who thought there was a bit of a got your nose bit like yeah she was just clawing at her face but the way she had her hand over her face it looked like it was a got your nose yeah yeah and 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 one last thing from yuka and i'm gonna touch on this a little more kind of as we reach the and uh the end of our analysis for this match but it's also yuka's yuka's kind of like riho in that she has this very cute aesthetic <laughs> and it kind of makes her seem unassuming or even like a little bit of a pushover, but there's kind of this underlying scariness to her because she just kind of keeps going. She doesn't, she doesn't let up in a, in this very particular mm-hmm. way. And it just kind of makes it seem like we have this, whoops accidental demigod in the in the ring with us an actual fucking <laughs> magical girl just 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 kicking the asses of these mortals and it's like okay jesus yeah she has a she's mad she's magical she has a high armor class this is true this is very true yes uh but uh so the story of the mats is a lot like it's a lot of back and forth to start but it, the turning point of the match, so to speak, is that when they're fighting around on the outside, and eventually Sok- Emmy Soccer hits like a twisting slam to directly onto the the hardest part of the ring, mm. the apron, yeah, onto Yuka's back, and that's and and they bring up she has the kinesio tape on mm-hmm. her back. And so her back is fucked. And this is a something that Emmy plays to the rest of the match. But meanwhile, Absolutely. you again, Yuka fights back hard. I think the thing I really like was you had the the classic uh, hit each other to prove how tough we are spot mm. uh, in the middle of the match with, you know, you uh, Emmy doing these loud as fuck chops. Oh my God, I know. That was insane. Insane. It was so wild because Yuka's hitting these chops on Emmy, and they they just kind of go, Pluck. and then Emmy hits a chop on Yuka, and it goes, bam! <laughs> it's like, yeah, Jesus, are you okay? <laughs> but then em- Yuka turns around and does like spinning forearms that knock an Emmy to her knees, and then Emmy Joker posts about it. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. She just starts fucking cackling. Mm-hmm. And 
that was so that was that was pretty sweet but yes it ends with uh you know yoka finally like they do back and forth hitting their big moves on each other to eventually yuka is able to roll through kick hit uh emmy with her full rolling her uh falling elbow and then to hit the uh wait how did this yeah that was the falling elbow and she didn't no she didn't do the magical girl splash she did the crucifix pin yes yeah she hit the crucifix on on that was insane yep one, two, three. It's kind of played off as a bit of an upset, kind of a stolen yeah. victory, so to speak. You know, I thought to I use thought a, Emmy was to cool. use a to use a cliche. If they had scored this game, scored this match on points, then Emmy would have won. Yeah, it was an old boxing cliche oh joke. God. But uh, but Yuka gets the pin, and Yuka Sagazaki is advancing to the yeah. Japanese finals. Uh, and and uh, Emmy and Co are none too pleased about this. To start now, so they, they after the match they put the boots to to Yuka Sagazaki, but here comes a white suit Hikaru Shida win or Cheetah to, to the rescue. I mean, Cheetah to the rescue to protect Yuka and well. and her and Emmy have a very meaningful stare down at each other. Oh no. And and of course they're they're quick to point out Hikaru Shida, who Emi Sakura could be facing in the finals of this tournament. Uh yeah. That that was yeah. that 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 was a fun little like, oh look, she she's coming to the rescue, but who knows if she'll have to yada. Yeah, but what I um uh what what I I I, I really liked though, just the again, the 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 Emmys uh entourage thing i thought it was really mm-hmm. cute how they were fucking like backup singers and they just kind of played these loyal minions who were willing to to just beat down on on yuka a few different times this match it was very delightful we will see where that emmy hikaru shida stare down goes oh going it's going to go somewhere even though emmy's out yeah. oh god i uh, one more thing, I, but it's kind of the last thing I want to talk about with this match in particular that I kind of hinted at earlier mm-hmm. is so something that I like, I really like to notice more subtle things in, in wrestlers mm-hmm. work wise. And there's something I've been talking a lot. Uh, so, so on current AEW TV, uh, recently Layla Hirsch has been getting a push. And I talked about this a little bit on our la- on the Jacksonville Regional episode. And I talk about it every single time I fight Layla Hirsch. I see Layla Hirsch fight is well, something I noticed uh, with Layla Hirsch that I that feels distinct to her. Something I haven't noticed in a lot of other wrestlers I've watched is this sense of perseverance from her. Layla Hirsch is very good at doing these big cells that she then does these big get ups from. She has this mm-hmm. she has this stamina, this perseverance to her. I noticed perseverance as well in yuka and emmy both but what was really cool is that both of them differed because i would kind of stick uh layla's sense of perseverance as the standard right you you do a big like cell knockdown but then you you get back up and you're a little more pissed off as you just keep fighting Ah. but yuka and emmy both display that quality but in these two very different very unique ways it's so interesting Yuka has this has this sense of of perseverance and stamina, where she 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 does the big kind of cell knockdown, and then she just kind of like gets up and shakes it off, and then acts like nothing happens. It's this very mm-hmm. it's this very this very interesting like she's very she she can be quick to like shake something off. We don't see as again we don't see as much of the effort on it as we do someone like Layla Hirsch and Emmy 
what's really cool with Emmy is the way she gets hit and but just almost never falls all the way the fuck down and if she does it takes her a while to get there she is fighting learn from Aja Kong she is at no, no, well, it's, it's some, well, because Aja Kong just no-sells, right? With Emmy, yeah. you can visibly see her fighting against her body's urge to go down. It's mm-hmm. super cool, and I thought the fact that they both had that kind of level of perseverance mm-hmm. to them really made them a, a phenomenal matchup for each other. So I did yeah. quite enjoy the the overall story and matchup of this of this fight. Again, I it's just taking me a while to kind of get used to Yuka Zakazaki's pacing in terms of her work. Sure. Uh, then we move on to Ryu Mizunami and Aja yes. Kong. Yes, my <laughs> favorite girl. I adore Ryu Mizunami, so I'm I was very happy with this one. Uh, yep. So this this was an interesting one too on, on two fronts because Ryu Mizunami and Aja Kong are both big girls. They they are both big, chunky hard hitters, and big, they will meaty women slapping meat. Women slapping the meat. They no, but they they against anyone else. They will make you feel very small as they just kind of tear into you. But mm. this one, they are pretty equally matched, and Aja probably slightly the physical favorite just because she's a bit bigger, a bit more established, and just oh 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 so scary. And as they mentioned, uh, Ryu Mizunami never beat Naja Kong before. Never beat Naja Kong before. Naja what was Kong, interesting too is they also make a very interesting matchup, personality-wise, because something something else they really play into this for this match wisely. So I think is that the two of them have such opposed personalities because Ryu is the, the you know she's the crazy party girl that's just always fucking hype, and Naja Kong is just is just angry brooding in the corner just uh can we get this the fuck over with and will you please let me kill you please like and, <laughs> we're, going, and, we're going home bro. we're going home brother i guys I, I, my my aja kong always feels like halfway to hulk hogan just to be like eh, let's hit the film uh, go brother it's uh no, <laughs> no, 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 no moves dude you're gonna hit me with the one you got opinion one two three let's go home no that's that's see that seems legit and and in on that in that vein, what made this match super fun and one of the things that made it my favorite match of what we watched tonight is everything Ryu Mizunami does feels like a moment. Every mm-hmm. like she she puts she puts <laughs> something into her she puts her joie d'avis into every single move she hits, mm-hmm. every single cell she does, every little taunt, everything. And Aja is the queen of no selling. So it is the unstoppable force hitting the immovable object. Yeah. And and it's, uh, it, it makes for some phenomenal tension throughout the entire I night. think that per I think that personality class is interesting because Ryunami's first match was with Maki Ito. So it was more of two boisterous personalities playing off of each other to the Yeah, and boisterous in different like, ways, but like but right. yes. two very loud personalities mm-hmm. being a half comedic whereas yeah, I know. Kong ain't got no time for any of that shit which and i think that's best encapsulated by the fact that like like we re during one of riho's big moment riu's big moments she's got aja in the corner doing the chops she's got aja down and she goes away to go do her like 
invisible rope pull spot. Yeah. And to dick around, and Aja Kong just gets out of the corner and smacks her. Yeah, and that's when Taz makes this fucking grocery store comment. Uh, but the, but then the best part is it knocks it knocks Rio down, and then funny enough, Aja does a taunt, and Rio mm-hmm. says, "No, you. If I don't get to do my taunt, you don't get to New York. Fuck <laughs> you." And then and then and then knocks knocks uh, Aja down a little bit. Yeah, I thought that so, I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I think it's kind of fun because like. Aja Kong kind of pushes Ryu Mizunami to be more serious. Yes. Because, because she has no time for this dumb party bullshit, the same in a way that Maki Ito just kind of fed into it by also being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Aja is like, nah, fuck this. I'm just going to kick your ass. So Ryu kind of has to put more effort into just kind of being a serious person for a second. Yeah. And it's an interesting dynamic. I didn't notice that. Uh, but but yeah, thinking about it, that, that does make sense. It, it 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 does she does bring out a little bit more of her own really straightforward work ethic, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's that's that's phenomenal to watch. And also, on the other on, a, on the other end of like I was gonna say the other end of people changing across match one to match two of this tournament is a big comment we made of all three of us on this podcast made about uh, Aja Kong versus Rin Katakura is it was kind of boring and it's and how much it just felt inevitable that Aja Kong is because Aja Kong was at her most sell no selling is she was it was just like Rin had no chance ever yeah and in this match like for by contrast we had a bump count that I, I know kinda, we always kind of gave up on because it was too long many to even be worthwhile men- mentioning but re like Aja Kong gives a lot more to Ryu Mizunami than she gives to Rin Katakura. So it makes Ryu Mizunami look like a badass. And it makes Aja yes. Kong feel weaker in just the right amount of weaker to make it more compelling. See, I wouldn't even call it weaker because I I remembered the no cell show of the mm-hmm. last the 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 last match with Aja Kong and it made me really worried because I fucking love Ryu Mizunami and I'm like oh god is this gonna is this, is she just gonna get bowled the fuck over to by Aja and early on and early on we throat. see it again but it's it, it's it's very much a situation of like her slowly but surely knocking Aja Kong down and knocking her down more and more as the match yeah. goes on. And at one point at one point early on <laughs> Ryu even plays Aja's no uh no cell game and mm-hmm. I think I think that's a phenomenal way to demonstrate this is a worker that can actually be on par with Aja Kong, and we're in for a for a for a legit back and forth. It's a, it's a different kind of game than last time. It felt very much like Rin is facing an impossible task here. Yeah, and and the thing the thing is too that you can again you're more familiar with these workers than I am, so you can tell me if mm-hmm. I'm talking out my ass a little bit here. But to me, it almost felt like after the Rin Katakura match last time. The, going into this, there's this almost, and it, it almost, and it seems like she carries this with her a lot. She obviously had it in yes. the ring match too, but like, but like Aja, it seems like Aja has this almost sense of cockiness to her, of just being kind of self assured that she is the unstoppable force that can just bowl over whatever the fuck is in her path. And yeah, that's, that's, that's never, pretty common from her, she, from what I've seen. She never seems to like feel knocked off that groove necessarily but it seems like a notion from her that she's able to take advantage of because uh there are that other people are able to to take advantage of 
of of her feeling sometimes like she can phone it in and then being almost a little surprised when she has to actually work at it a little more and and she still seems despite needing to work at it a little more she still seems to never let go of that kind of flippancy and it's something that the very fiery Ryumi Zanami does a great job at capitalizing on of just doing uh just doing enough things to kind of <laughs> slowly get one over on her uh, at, le- mm-hmm. at least by my approximation I thought yeah. I thought it made for an interesting like don't get too complacent finger wag at Asha um, uh-huh. at least at least my approximation I don't know if yeah I mean I think that's I think you could I think that's a fair approximate like if, like if there's a story across this whole tournament for Aja Kong that would be it I think That'd be a fair Perfect. look at it. But yeah, yeah, for the match itself, again, a whole lot of back and forth ass mm-hmm. kicking, really. Yeah, like, Rio, it, it's it's so cool because Rio's really big, uh, but even mm-hmm. she feels like a David next to Aja's Goliath, right? Mm-hmm. And that that kind of makes that climb to the top all the more compelling. And, and the fact that there is a back and forth at all, mm-hmm. it, it, the, 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 the fact that Rhea, or the the fact that that Aja is so big that that she can even make Rio Mizunami look small and still make it feel like this this really cool David and Goliath story. Watching Rio Mizunami slowly claw her way to the top, I think, is great. Uh huh. <clears throat> and like, it is a lot of back and forth punches and strikes, strikes, and you know, uh, early on, Rio Mizunami is able to get a hit. Uh, attack Aja Kong in the knee and that mm. plays a lot a big part in like when Aja shows weakness is it's, it's that damn knee she, yeah Aja Kong spends a lot of the match punching her knee trying yeah. to get it, get it right fixated on it well yeah man that's what you do when you when you're hurt and you just kind of slap slap the slap the injured area get it working again I guess this is this is this is true but I think I think it speaks to Rio being able to have a little more versatility to her moveset, whereas Aja's like, oh shit, my knee's out of commission. I, I need I need that knee yeah, so I can yeah. do shit. Instead of being like, oh, what are some alternate solutions? How am I supposed to stand there and just hit you and not sell anything if my knee is fucked? Oh man. If only if only there were like other options. Oh well. I Oh well, I, oh, damn. The uh, the physicality of this match, uh, speaking of that, was was really great too mm-hmm. in 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 that the 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 Aja just trying to brute force and like Rio having to like zip zap and zop her way through it. Oh, I yeah. feel like I feel like Rio. We you know we 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 talked a little bit about about this last time of of like it really feel I, at least I think we did or the and if we didn't I like have internally made this note of it does feel it's so interesting like in the way that that American wrestling Western wrestling will sometimes feel like they're very much trying to cop superhero aesthetics sometimes. It feels very much like Japanese wrestling sometimes really trying to cop, like, anime aesthetics. And mm-hmm. I feel like if we're, especially, like, costume-wise, but I feel like if we're looking at that, Aja, or not, uh, I think Ryo Mizunami is, like, the closest in physicality I've seen to just being an anime character come to life. She, she, her oh, movements are Lord. very animated. Yes. So the, Something about, like, it's so fascinating. Even something about, like, her Speed. It feels like it was. It, it matches the like frame rate of an anime character in action, uh, and the uh, her her face adds a lot to it too. She's great at having these anime faces and these anime like battle cries. I I feel like she is just an honest to goodness anime character come to life. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
the the cool thing with Aja is she's just very good at making herself feel like a giant and like is feels like she's able there there was this one moment that i really uh the, that really struck me of of rio was trying to get a pin in on her and aja so it was something about the camera perspective aja just kind of like reaches forward very casually and just taps one of the ropes to like to break the hold and mm-hmm. it it felt like it from the perspective it felt like aja was kind of like a kind of far away from the rope and yet she's so big that just from the, it felt like all of a sudden her body was taking up the entire ring. She could just effortlessly, like very simply, like mm-hmm. reach a little bit forward, and boom, she was at the she was at the rope. Yep. Like she's so good at making herself feel so big. Oh, it's so it's so cool. It's fantastic, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, kind of yeah. Wrapping up uh, this match is it get to the is that we are we eventually well. So earlier on, our- we had we had Chekhov's uh, we had Chekhov's trash can. We did. Aja Kong brings a trash can to the ring and tries to hit <laughs> Ryu with it. And the ref is like, what the fuck? No. Actually got caught. He's like, oh, damn. I guess you're right. <laughs> she just throws it out of the ring. But then at the end, they're fighting. They're brawling on the outside. And, and Aja Kong picks up the trash can. She drags Ryu Mizunami over to, the, over to where they're doing Japanese commentary. And hands it to Hikaru Shida. Shida. Hands the trash can. Confused for a second. Like what? Like the fuck? And then Aja Kong. And then she slams. She slams Rio's head into it, and and she just has this look on her face of, oh shit, I just got played. (laughs) Oh damn. Okay. So then, by this point, Aja Kong is like, well, my job here is done. Trying to go back in the ring and win by countout. Yep. But then Ryu Mizunami comes storming back. She survives that shit. Climbs to the top rope and then hits a leg drop onto Aja Kong's neck and upper back from the apron and knocks Aja Kong down and, and Ryu scampers back into the ring and the 10 count is made. Ryu Mizunami wins the match. Yes! And is moving on. I mean, what do you do for the giant that you can't entirely fall? Knock her out long enough for it to count anyway, baby. I I mean, it's brilliant. That's such a that's such great storytelling. Also, also, I missed a task quote in here. One more task quote. I got a mm-hmm. shout out here of of uh, Rio Mizunami hits like this dragon screw knee thing on Aja Kong, <laughs> and and it kind of it kind of fucks Aja up a little bit. This might this might have been like when her her leg got hurt or so, something to that effect. And Taz made comments of, that's definitely going to slow down Aja Kong. And I'm like, slowing down Aja Kong. Is that even possible for her to get any yeah, slower than like, I don't see. like uh, Aja Kong is great, but all but fast is not something I would use to take her game. Like, I can't get much slower. And it's like Bojack being told to take it easy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, easier. Taz, again, you kind of. It's clear you're a little you're a little up the creek without a paddle here, but I appreciate that you're trying. Mm-hmm. But yes, Ryu Mizunami, ver- okay. Ryu Mizunami versus Yuka Sakazaki is set for yes. Japanese finals. Oh yes, I'm so fucking hyped. That's gonna be wild too. Again, two like two like hype personalities kind of meeting up with each other again. That one's gonna be interesting. Meanwhile, back in Jacksonville, over in America, oh, the doctor will see you now. Yes, it's time for the February twenty fourth episode of Dynamite. 
for Nyla Rose versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And uh, by, I thought of this while watching this match, but not, we are talking about how there's only been four match. There's only four matches on this show that have been done on, on dynamite. The rest have been on these YouTube shows, but because of dynamite's taping schedule, where only half of the shows are in front of live paying crowds so far, one match on this entire tournament has been in front of a live crowd. Yeah. Riho and Serena Deeb is it. Yeah. I mean, for this one, at the very least, they did their best to, like, pump in real crowd sounds to make it mm-hmm. feel like there were people there, but oh boy. And by pump in live, live crowd sounds, we, of course, mean had Austin Gunn in the front row. <laughs> Well, no, for this first one, it was insanely loud. They had to have been pumping mm-hmm. shit in for that. Mm-hmm. Also, because I felt like I I heard the same, like, cheers on loops sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yes, is, that's very uh, funny if they have, like, a, just a very yeah. short loop, but they just keep playing. Because yeah. I just kept hearing this one guy go, like, like, ooh, just, like, every five minutes. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so Nyla Rose versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Mm-hmm. Uh and the thing I want to kind of start with immediately is that this is a heel versus heel match. Yeah. And I enjoy how they kind of played into both people's. Heel yes. Traits. Thank you. Is by Britt Baker runs like a coward. Yeah. And has she, just a like first. she does do a rage quit. She's like one. She like has a temper tantrum early in the match and just like destroys some trash cans and then comes back and you got Tony Schiavone trying to cover for her on commentary. I know. For, As for he that does. forced him. That forced him. And then having Rebel interfere. Yeah. Okay. Officially, I guess that happened. Yeah, she didn't do much. Nyla kind of knocks her out early on. Yeah, but then also you have Nyla Rose who kind of does is she is not a cheating heel. She's I'm gonna just fucking kill you. Yeah, this heel. is this is this is true. I uh okay, first of all, speaking of rebel, I have to fucking point something out from commentary. Is is at one point like early on they're talking Britt Baker accompanied by Rebel and JR goes and that, and that and that's Rebel, not Reba, I've learned. And and then later on he just fucking calls her Reba anyway. JR <laughs> Yeah, because because uh a big the big thing at this time was that that her name is Rebel, but yeah. Dr. Britt Baker called her Reba because yeah. she cannot care enough to actually learn her name. That's the joke. Oh. And <laughs> So she calls her Reba, and I'll be honest, for a long time, I wasn't sure which was the correct name. I oh, couldn't no. really remember myself which one was the name that is the right one and the one that Dr. Britt made up. But, but yeah, it is JR Rebel. just keeps calling her Reba after, yeah. after specifically saying that her name is Rebel, not Reba. And or like, JR Whoa. is also getting confused by this storyline. I love him so much. He's so good. My sweet old man. Oh, I love him. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, for Nyla Rose, she got her just whooping Brit's ass and doing things like, I'm going to break your leg again. Yeah. Because See, they call back to, because uh, you would have been watching, they call back to is when Britt Baker got injured in the early 2020. Yeah. Well, spring 2020 it was because she was in a match with like statlander and nyla rose and i think sheeta was in this too i think it was a four-way but um statlander fucked up a bit 
where she, or no, I think Sheeta was the one who fucked it up, who like tried to lit, throw Nyla Rose onto Britt, but they fucked up the timing of it. And so like Nyla Rose just kind of landed square on Britt's leg and Britt broke her leg and that took her out of action for quite a while. And wow. so, so, so that moment in the match where Nyla Rose tries to do the cannonball spot the exact same way that it broke Britt's leg before, and then she yells like, "I'm gonna break her leg again." I love Nyla so fucking much, mm -hmm. dude. Holy shit! I what what I what I really liked about this too is because yeah, it, it's exactly what we were talking about. I noticed the exact same thing of Nyla just being like, "I'm gonna murder you," and Britt's all trickery, cheaty, whatever. It, it almost pulls felt off, like she pulls off the top. She she takes down. She takes off the top turnbuckle pad. You know, it, yeah. It, it almost feels like Britt's fucking Britt's like Bugs Bunnying it up in here of just try of just playing the the cheeky trickster the whole time and what i think what's and this is the story of the match that i was talking about that i thought that that i really enjoyed is for a while it's so subtle but i i it had to have been on purpose and it was so brilliant is with how brit was kind of fucking with everything is it almost seems like brit for a while in the match knocked nyla off her rhythm because mm -hmm. all of brit's shenanigans kept keeping nyla from being able to do the whole I'm a fucking kill you bit. And and it's became for a while this this very interesting thing of Brit like slowly picking Nyla Rose apart just by kind of throwing off her groove by being like, Yeah, but but what if you didn't though? And just kind of like not accepting that mm -hmm. Nyla's gonna fucking kill her. It it was so it was so fascinating and and it clearly was like fucking with Nyla's usual mo, and I don't know. It it fascinated me. I was I was thrilled <laughs> by that. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting match. Or like two, like they both kind of get to play like the heel, the babyface in peril at different points because of the fact that it's two heels going at it. So you kind of go back and forth on that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that the the dynamics, the dynamics are fascinating. Uh, quick mm -hmm. pause for the random. Uh, the the random commercial break we got, which instead was just filled in with the with the dynamite theme, and yeah, this match did not have restaurant quality picture in picture. No, sir. JR would say instead they just fucking cut to commercial <laughs> break. So in the middle of the match, out of nowhere, we just get boom. Let's go ignite. So, I, I okay. I've never heard the dynamite, the dynamite theme song in full before. And something I have to shout out is a line from it that aged just like fine wine. If we're talking about restaurant quality, is there's a line in the dynamite theme about acting like Friday when it's really only Wednesday, and I'm yes. like, damn, rampage did not exist yet. No, it didn't. Uh, That's but... uh, that that oh fine wine, uh, but yeah. I, I... Acting so, like it's Wednesday when it's only Friday. Friday, yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Right, yeah, well, other other way. Around. Hold up a second. Uh, well, hey, no, but, but yeah. Um, so we cut, we cut, we cut back to the match, and and Nyla's clearly regained her composure a little bit, and she's she's fucking with Britt more, and of mm -hmm. course it's terrifying because because if you get in the ring with Nyla Rose, she 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 will fucking kill you, and yeah, and Britt's trying to to kind of get back, and it, it, it at this point Rebels knock the fuck out and yeah. and so rebel and so rebel, tried, rebel tried to hit 
Nyla with the fucking rally flag and then rally towel. And then it's like, what the fuck? I'm just going to kill you. There, th- this is, this is one of those things. I, I, I wish sometimes I do wish we could, we could get like more with this, with this, when Brit has her posse versus when Brit's on her own dynamic, because Brit can pull out a lot still when she's on her own. I mean, without, without the, even without the posse, she's a phenomenal worker. And sometimes I feel like the, that gets mm-hmm. buried a little by, by how much the character relies on the posse, but it is yep. fun. Yes, it, is, it does. Yeah. But it is fun to watch her work on her own. And I, again, I feel like they, I wish they could lampshade it more and be like, have an arc of Brit learning to function with them, but whatever. Uh, that that's that's a discussion for a later day but but it is she is holding her own against nyla but she's clearly thrown off a little herself now she tries she tries and fails a couple times hit the lockjaw and the second time she gets so close but she can't seem to locate where the fuck the mouth is which i'm I mean, like that's a concerning trait in a dentist <laughs> same note i said seems kind of worrying we're on the same wavelength, Austin. <laughs> yeah, I had the exact same note. Uh, but but yeah, so she can't. It just kind of seemed like she. It kind of just seemed like she was just you know lightly scratching it, it was scratching Nyla's chin. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 pinnacle of of dental work right there. No, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, so so she's she's kind of like ah shit. What do I do? And Nyla's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you because that's what Nyla does. And uh, and she then proceeds to kill DMD. <laughs> to Brit's credit, it took two beast bombs. It did to put her away. It did, but Again, that in- that resilience on display. Britt Baker continues to be a fucking fighter. It's, it's one of the mm-hmm. fun things. One of the fun things about her, there is that like ruthless side to her. And when she is left to her own devices, she will also try to fucking kill you uh mm. in a in a in this very this very violent aggressive uh manic way yes and so nyla rose gets to win over Britt baker and i have been sitting on the fact that you told elizabeth you ca- casually mentioned to elizabeth when we did that episode that Britt baker is going to win this tournament she is the next AEW Women's Champion after Sheila. And I was like, oh, ho, 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 ho. I can't, I'm glad I get to sit on that for a couple of months about except, how you were actually wrong. I was wrong. Except uh, I did, it did, uh, I, I did kind of have that spoiled for me a little bit. Cause like the AEW Facebook page I saw did a like on this day in AEW history thing. Curse and it mentioned like. You. And I wasn't entirely sure if I read it right, but I was half suspecting that this was actually going to end with the Nyla win. And I was like, okay, huh? Curse you Facebook for ruining it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just on me for having bad AEW history to begin with. I just assumed that that Brit won at revolution and then just kept, and then just had it for a, for a year roughly. Oh, well, this is this fun. Surprises are still being had here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fair, fair enough. Uh, shout, shout out to, to Nyla in her victory celebration doing the DMD hand motion, but for native beast. beast. Like, yeah, yeah, I fucking get it. Yeah, hell yeah. And then we move on to the final match. We move on to the Bleacher Report show yes. with uh, Thunder Rosa. Thunder 
Rosa. Thunder. Thunder. Rosa. We love, we love, I love, I love imitating all, I love how it's just becoming a bit on this show of just, mm-hmm. like, there are just some wrestlers whose things we always got, whose fucking theme yeah. songs things we always got to do. We always got to do Thunder Rosa. I just did Brits earlier. We always got to do Way. I, uh, whenever, whenever there's any, God, whenever there is anything with Ray, God willing, I always got to do Boyaka Boyaka. Uh, we'll yeah. get to that later, actually. Um Yeah. But yeah, so we get uh, Thunder versus versus Riho, and 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 off the bat, of course, commentary has to point out the thing they are contractually obligated to point out every single fucking time Riho gets in the ring, which is that Riho goes Sanic fast, um, which which you know she she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if Britt Baker, Britt Baker and uh, and Nyla Rose was heel v heel, this was face v face. And I feel like they took the uh, the best route to go for it, which was obviously, what if you just made Thunder Rosa the heel of this scenario? Anyway, yeah, I well that that see that's I, I I make a note of this later, but I I I love I really like with Thunder Rosa's booking how relentless they make her feel. She mm-hmm. she can be very nice, very sweet, but she got an edge, and and once that edge gets activated, she don't care what the fuck is in her path. She's just she's just going. Uh, mm-hmm. She she will not let up until she wins, as we see, saw with her continuing to go up against DMD until she finally won that motherfucking belt. And uh, and and in this match, she you know she shakes hands with Riho, she seems friendly, but then she just proceeds to just try to fucking kill Riho anyway. She she just, yep. as it gets going, she just gets more and more more and more aggro, and she's just screaming like, "I'm gonna fucking get you!" It's so good. For the third episode in a row, we're kind of ending on our worst match. Yeah, uh, well, as how does that keep? How does this keep happening? If I had see, three for the past, here's the thing: for the past, for the past two episodes, though, I've just been oh oh. You meant for for this arc in particular? I was gonna say, hold yes, on. everything was bad yeah, on the this, past two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> now I mean the last three episodes of this arc, we've ended on what was at least the consensus worst episode. Yeah, I know weird but uh, again this one was fine and the last one was mm-hmm. and the last last episode or the last last match too was was also yeah pretty good. Maddie was, was like, good oh, for what it was yeah but it was like you know yeah but you know it's it, it's fun but again it's so one side yeah for some reason thunder's just relentlessly putting reho away and i wonder if it was them yeah. just like trying to power up thunder rosa by like just making yeah like, it was weird rio rio just didn't get a ton of like comeback spots uh, yeah not enough anyway and it was only again the match was shorter than every other match in this episode mm. by a couple of minutes and it kind of felt it yeah it was, it was just kind of weird that way um i i so- do appreciate on on uh on riho's end she does get to i i can never remember what the fuck it's called but she does get to hit her 619 so i immediately have to be like rio says boyaka boyaka yeah, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what area code she's from. I don't. I don't know what. I but uh, I love. I love the fact that I get. Mm-hmm. I get Riho. I I will always shout that out. Riho mm-hmm. hitting the booyaka booyaka six one yeah. nine and makes me happy. Also, Thunder Rosa had a cool submission where she has. Yeah, like, it was like a full Nelson. Yeah, but she also had. But she also trapped Rio's legs. Yeah. That one, I don't think I've ever seen a submission like that before. No, that was, and then and then commentary is like, "How is Rio going to escape?" And immediately afterwards, Thunder Rosa lets it go and slams her head, head face into the ground. And, uh, and yeah, like, I think well, like, I, I guess oh, that's, that's how. how. <laughs> oh, 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 that's how. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess he I, just lets it go. Again, I, I think this this had to have been some effort to, like, power Thunder Rosa up, right? Because mm. if she's hitting, like, unique moves like that and taking and kind of picking apart Riho that easily, yeah. that uh, that's got to be... That's got to be it. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a more of a bit of a Mandela effect for me because I could have swore I thought Rio wins actually. I oh, was like, shit. oh yeah, Riho and Nyla Rose again. Yes, of course. Ah, uh, yes, that's what they did. And then it's like, oh wait, actually Thunder Rosa wins. Okay, never Which mind. Which is funny because we're we're about to we're getting close to seeing Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose on current AEW TV. Heyo. Yeah, it all just comes circling back. It all just, it's all coming full circle. I also, something you pointed out, which I'm very grateful for, shout out to Billy Ass and the Ass Boys trying to get a Thunderstruck chant going for Thunder Rosa. Yep, they're the only people that ever did to do the, whoa, 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 Thunder. I was like, that's the coolest chant ever, and then nobody picked up on it. Then then crowds crowds came back and nobody kept it up. That's so dumb. What is wrong with these people? We'll get it going at the Detroit show, okay? No, I Damn that, that's right one of the like that's one of the like actually real non musical theater songs I know. So I'm like, oh shit, mm-hmm. it's that song, yeah. And then just no one else picked up on it. God fucking damn it! Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this, guys? Yeah, why would you not do the thunderstruck chant? That was awesome. It's the, it's the best of all chants. Yeah, no. So so Thunder Rosa, relentless motherfucker that she is. Even Riho kind of comes back a little bit toward the end, gets a little more feisty and does get a few more spots in. But Thunder Yeah, and I mean and Thunder did. Thunder didn't hit her with any of her finishing moves. She won with a roll-up move. Yeah. So you could argue that's a bit of a went up in Riho's favor. But otherwise, yeah, Thunder just wins the match. Yeah. She's she's she will she will steamroll anyone in her and anyone in her path just just Get the get the hell out of the way of Thunder Rosa. If Thunder Rosa wants the thing, she will get the thing. If you think you can stop her, you're a goddamn fool. Is, yeah, is, no, is as always the moral of this story. Yeah, no, 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 no frills, no bullshit on this one. Thunder Rosa and will so, always get what she wants. The semifinals of the tournament, the finals of each individual regional bracket, have been set. Yeah, it will be Thunder Rosa. Versus Nyla Rose and Woo. Yuka Sakazaki versus Ryu Mizunami. Woohoo! I'm fucking hyped. And Those we will get to that. We will get to that next time <clears throat> here on this arc. But as for next time on this show, now yes. if you follow our regular calendar, that means it would be time to go back to do another ECW episode. Yes. Except. We are recording this on WrestleMania weekend. You Uh-oh. know what that means? And that's a lot. Of, and that means is I'm watching a lot of wrestling. And I don't really have the time to do prep stuff for ECW. So next time we are returning to Lucha Underground and continuing Lucha Underground season one because I don't have to watch any other extra episodes of wrestling for that. Fair we enough. Get back <laughs> to ECW in two weeks instead. Okie dokie then. Yep, so next time we return to the temple and Lucha Underground, Royal we, Heights, have now, we have now introduced the MacGuffin, the newest MacGuffins. Hey, hey, babe, wake the up. Dragon new Bolt. MacGuffin, new MacGuffin new lore MacGuffin just, just dropped. dropped. <laughs> new Lucha Underground lore just dropped. Um, with the golden meda- ancient Aztec medallion. The, 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 the Dragon Balls. I mean, the Legend of the Forbidden Temple. I mean, fuck. The, yeah, the ancient medallions. Something like that, yeah. 
uh, something, something Sonichu. Anyway. Yep. But that is for next time. Until then, David, hit the plugs. Yes, sir. All right, my friends, dear friends, thank you so much for joining us once again on yet another delightful episode of The Noobs and Knockouts Podcast. Whether you are brand new to all of this wild, wacky stuff or, or you're a longtime wrestling veteran fan, whatever, we are so, so happy that you decided to join us. For the veterans, thank you for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever. That you, you, you know what the drill is. Just, you know, stick around. Uh, for those of you who are brand new, welcome. We are so delighted that you decided to join us. We hope you had a phenomenal time. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts like to think that we are uh, friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're new or old to all this crazy shit, we hope you've had a great time here. If you'd like to continue to have a great time with us and you're not entirely sure how to do so, well, not to worry, my friends. I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make sure to <laughs> a nice little solid tell you so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Check out our playlist, add us to your playlist. Uh, Austin's been kind enough to organize all the arcs and companies and shit that we follow into their own separate plays. So you don't have to skip around a whole lot. It's delightful. L- leave us likes and comments and all that hot engagement stuff. Uh, also, of course, on our more recent episodes, you can see our beautiful faces, our beautiful new VOD setup. It's all super fancy and wonderful. And you can you can look at our little facial expressions, see all the little secret visual gags that we sprinkle in. Oh, oh, oh tantalizing. Uh, anyway, so be sure to check us out there. If you are, of course, though, a fan of the audio only experience, we completely understand. We have plenty for you there as well. You can find us audio only on three of the best places to find your podcasts. And that would be Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Check all of us out there. Uh, you can you can uh, find all of our episodes just straight up. Uh, download them. Give us those those ratings and those reviews. However the fuck you do it on all those other platformy things. Spotify just recently added uh, star ratings. So if you could give us some ratings and be like, hey, these guys are pretty dope, then it'd be much appreciated. Check us out. Audio only. Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And of course, more directly to uh, to engage with us, there is our social media and otherwise. So, big one. Number one is our Twitter. The the big lucha everything of, of, of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast is, is our Twitter at Noobs and Knocks Pod. That's Noobs, the letter N, Knocks Pod on Twitter. That's our that's our big thing. We, we post dank memes. We engage with wrestling fandom discourse. All that good stuff. We post every single time we drop brand new episodes. So you guys know what the hell's going on. And of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. My friend, what is on the docket coming up? Of course, as usual, every single week, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS is AEW Dynamite. We live tweet that one because it's Mm. the one wrestling show we both consistently watch live. In addition, I take care of uh, W of uh, Impact Wrestling, WWE, and AEW pay-per-views as they occur. Upcoming on that remark is Impact Wrestling has Rebellion on April 23rd uh, featuring uh, an Impact cha- World Championship match, Moose versus Josh Alexander. That's going to be some fun. That's going to be sweet. Uh, a three-way match for the X Division Championship. Flips be flipping. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Eddie Edwards is going to be a real great technical match, actually. Gresham, one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet right now. Uh, Jonah Rock versus Tomohiro Ishii. That's fucking sick. Then Them's going to be two hard-hitting boys. And then we have an eight-team elimination challenge match for the Impact World Tag Team title. So that's going to be fucking nuts. Nice. Actually, 
And uh, what will we, the win, uh, we uh, what will be coming up after that? Still a couple weeks to go, especially because Impact has an M- the Multiverse of Matches event at WrestleMania weekend, which will have already happened by the time this episode drops, but hasn't happened yet. Time, so we will probably affect that. Uh, upcoming for WWE, uh, the next pay per view after WrestleMania is WrestleMania Backlash. Um. It is the backlash pay-per-view that is is themed. The concept is from it's based on the backlash from WrestleMania. And last year they decided to just add the WrestleMania name also to the show name. And I was like, well, that's kind of dumb, actually. And I'm gonna make fun of it and add yeah. WrestleMania before everything now. Yeah. You know, WrestleMania <laughs> SummerSlam, WrestleMania <laughs> Hell in a Cell. Uh, the the, the next uh, the next AEW pay per view, of course, being WrestleMania Double or Nothing. <laughs> yep. Uh, but and apparently they are keeping to that, so it is WrestleMania Backlash on May eighth. Sure. Uh, and then the next AEW pay per view is on May 29th. It is, of course, Double or Nothing. Yes, WrestleMania Double or Nothing. Um. That is for AEW. We obviously don't have any official matches set besides the Owen Hart Memorial Cup for the men and the women. Will be the finals of that will be on Double or Nothing. But also we do have a few hints. Like for example, it looks like we're gonna get CM Punk versus Hangman Adam Page, and that's oh, gonna be insane. That'll be so fucking cool. Holy God. Yeah. Yes, uh, but and for obvious for now, we do not have any matches officially set, so nothing to report back from there. But that is what we'll be doing on the Twitter in the near future. Hell yeah, so be sure to check all that out. It's a great time over on the Twitter. We love our live tweeting. It's a great time. Austin is, you know, the super smart dude who knows all this shit and is able to make some really insightful comments and, and quips and all that shit. I'm I'm just doing my usual color commentary, super hype, shit posting, whatever. Either way, it's a good time to hang out with us while watching wrestling, so be sure to check us out at Noobs and Knox Pod on Twitter. There is also, of course, if you want to get in super direct contact with us, our email address, noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, things you want to see more of, less of, requests for 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 eras and arcs and, and companies and weird wrestling adjacent media that no one has ever fucking heard of before except for you whatever we you know come come yell at us for our hot takes or, or tell us how much you appreciate our brilliant insights and our sweet dulcet tones that that just come uh come lulling on the wind to you every single week i don't fucking know but whatever it may be just come say hi to us noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com we love people saying hi we would love to say hi back so come come hang out with us over there and of course finally there is our patreon we are also the noobs and knockouts podcast on patreon one dollar a month gives you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. See y'all next time. Off to the Lego. <laughs>